Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Tigris. I know I took last week off, and I just thank all of you for being patient with me. It really was just like a roller coaster week. I have been spending a lot more time alone at home. Um, just my social battery just kind of felt like it ran out, but also because Henry, my boyfriend who I live with, has been traveling. And, you know, I love my alone time, but when he's traveling, Um, I definitely feel how much of an accountability partner he is in my mental health. And sometimes that takes the form of just reminding me to go to sleep when I need to go to sleep, you know, at my midnight bedtime um, and not getting distracted with TV shows or TikTok or more emails. And um, even with eating and making sure I'm eating at regular times and not kind of suppressing my appetite or forgetting about it because of work and things like that. So I feel like I love alone time, but also it's been like a good reminder of, you know, where I have some growing edges to do in terms of taking care of myself in my own mental health journey um, at times when my accountability partner, who I'm so very thankful for, um, happens to not be around. Um, It's been, it's also just been, you know, a crazy start to the year. I feel like everybody I've spoken to is kind of maybe in a similar place of being like, oh my gosh, how are we already a month, one twelfth of the way through uh, 2023 and it's nothing like what we expected. And I I had a conversation actually with one of my teammates today um, and we were talking about how 2024 is a presidential year, which is right around the corner. And it just feels like, you know, it just feels like the 2020 election was like, just happened and to be here three years later and kind of preparing, you know, in adjacent to the political world uh, to see presidential campaigns and having that be top of mind again, or even just, you know, realizing that the State of the Union address is tomorrow. I feel like it's a constant like, oh my gosh, what is happening in the world? Where is time going? And trying to be really present and Also just trying to take care of ourselves. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of reflecting because 
Um, my birthday is coming up, and uh, as you probably learned from one of my past episodes, I get mad reflective on my birthdays. Um, but I'm turning 25 this Saturday, which is so crazy. Um, I keep thinking about how when I entered college and I was 18 years old, I remember looking at the seniors in college and being like, oh my god, they're so old. Like the senior boys have like real facial hair, and they're like, you know, just like look old. And like, I couldn't even fathom like, you know, post-grad life. And here I am like 25, two years post-grad. Uh, and I don't feel old and I'm not saying like old is a bad thing, but it definitely is like 25. When I was 18, 25 felt so far away. Um, and, you know, I think in many ways with the pandemic, I was probably stunted a little bit in terms of maturing and uh so I feel like in my heart I'm still like a junior in college but here I am as a post-grad 25 years old um and it's just got me in my feels and I think that I've been you know kind of following through with my 2023 goal of being a lot more reflective and just doing you know doing things like journaling and meditation um which I've only done a few times so I don't think that it's like oh I'm now a meditator because I'm not um, but you know, it's been a 2023 resolution just to like create more space for reflection. Um, that's part of the reason why I'm so excited to be like back with Tigris and everything. But one of the things that I've been really reflecting on is like all the crazy things that I've done in my like life slash high school college career when I really started paying attention to extracurriculars in my life. I've been thinking all about these like crazy decisions or adventures that I went on that I don't fully like remember because I think I was really dissociated when they happened but also like I think these adventures that represent a lot of where I was in my mental health journey and like where I've grown um and actually one of those uh adventures was when I was the only girl on the boys varsity baseball team in high school um, granted, this was a no-cut uh, high school where you could try out for anything and you would be accepted. So if you wanted to play soccer, you were on soccer. But in terms of ability, they would like place you in terms of like what whether you were JV, JV2, varsity. Um, so when I say I was the only girl on the boys varsity baseball team, like I tried out, there was no softball team and uh, there weren't enough players to create like varsity and JV. So there was just varsity. So by default, I was on the varsity boys team. Um, and I w kind of like I, I was looking through my iPhoto because one of the memories that like my phone showed me was a picture of me in my baseball uniform. And it, it just kind of like brought all these memories back, but also like just this thought like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Like, so for context, freshman and uh, freshman year of high school, I was uh, 2012, so I was 14 years old. Um, so I'm 14 years old. I am doing pre-professional ballet, like Royal Academy of Dance, um, you know, exams every single year. I was really into ballet and I looked like a ballerina, super skinny, like, you know, had my little ballet posture, my little duck walk ballet feet and everything. Um, I get to high school and I'm like, already very very excited got myself on like a routine of you know trying every single club that I could think of slash I thought would be good resume builders so model United Nations mock trial um you know junior state of America 
AAPI club is something that I founded with my Asian best friend in high school. Um, But I was just overloading things onto my calendar. And sophomore year is when I start really ideating uh, the nonprofit that I started, period, or what is now, period. So I'm like an overcommitted high schooler. I am having like already mental health things like anxiety and I had just gotten diagnosed with PTSD and, you know, sophomore year I started um, and like choreographed and coached the team, the school's palm team. So I was like literally teaching myself uh, cheerleading and different cheers at night and then going um, and hosting like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, rehearsals every single day, teaching choreography, leading warmups. It was a whole thing. Like I just, I, with my 25, 24, 25 year old stamina now where like I need my eight to 10 hours of sleep and I don't have a social battery. Like I do not know how I did that when I was in high school. Like that was a different Nadia. That was Nadia like pre lots of burning out. Um, you know, there were a lot of reasons why I burned out so much in high school and like my emergency visits, uh, emergency room visits didn't start for until later in high school uh, from exhaustion. But like sophomore year was like really when I think that my workaholism like took over, like girl boss way too close to the sun. Like when I tell you it was like 16 different extracurriculars from ballet, all of the different clubs and, you know, pushing for leadership in those clubs, you know, maintaining like straight A's and then kind of randomly with no literally no previously expressed interest in baseball or softball or even like a fucking sport um I decided to join the baseball team and you know I had done different sports in high school I had done uh I didn't do track and field I did um I tried volleyball didn't like that uh I did tennis in the spring um my freshman year um and I I think that's it. I think I just tried tennis and then I got like athletic credits for ballet. Um, So I just tried tennis, but I genuinely, I can't even remember where the idea for baseball came from. I think it was something like I might've had a conversation with like one friend about how, isn't it crazy? We don't have a softball team. And like, I had never played softball before. I had no interest in playing softball, but I guess something came over me and like this impulsive thing in my heart where it just felt like the absolute thing that I needed to do was advocate either for a softball team or if I wasn't going to, you know, start a softball team, I was going to join the boys varsity baseball team. And I had a few friends um, on the team already because, you know, what in the palm team, I was like cheering at the basketball games and a lot of the guys uh, who were in like JV and varsity basketball, then played baseball in the spring. So I knew some of the guys, like I was friendly with them. I wasn't best friends with them. But I I literally just remember like going to the athletic director at the school who knew me a lot as like the girl who would show up and be like, I'm going to sing the national anthems and I'm going to do this pom squad and give me these uniforms and I'm going to fundraise for the uniforms and like she knew me in like the cheer palm squad capacity, but I think I just went to her and I was like, look, Sandy, I, uh, I'm going to join the baseball team. And, you know, I looked at the rules. The school is all about like inclusivity. And I made a whole case for it. And she was kind of like, you know, okay, let me talk to the coach. I met with the coach the next day and 
I don't even remember anything about like one-on-one interactions with the coach. His name was JD. Um, I remember that. And there was an assistant coach named Mike. But I I remember him very clearly. And like he was basically just like, you know, a white dude who coached baseball for years, loved baseball, um, and had no connection to the school, just like really loved baseball. And I remember meeting him and then somehow I ended up on the team. Like it was, there was no tryout or anything because of the nature of my school, but like it was strict in the sense that like it, you needed to show up. This was not just like, oh, baseball once a week. It was like, you have baseball practice three times a week for two hours um, after school for practice. And then when you have games, you have double headers, which can be anywhere from like four to six hours and driving there because a lot of the teams, um, which were like smaller private and magnet schools that we played were like an hour to three hours away. So we'd be on a school bus. So like, this was not a small commitment. This was like hours, like usually every day. And, um, you know, I would go into the girls bathroom right after school with my, all my baseball gear. I would put on the baseball pants, you know, put on both my ankle bracelets because my ankles were so fucked from ballet. Like this was a big commitment. Um, and, I fucking sucked. Like, I mean, I never played any sort of baseball or softball before. I mean, I did like maybe Little League when I was like a a wee little child in New York. But like, I was not like, oh, I played softball and then I'm coming in. This was like purely, I don't know what got into me. Like, I guess it was just this undeniable thing that I needed to do was like get girls on the baseball team. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And, like, I think a lot about, like, why I did it and, like, what it was motivated by. And, like, I remember my mom being, like, why are you doing this? Like, is this because of, like, trying to get into college? Because, like, obviously this is not how you get into college. Like, you play on, like, a losing baseball team um, with no prior interest. Like, it wasn't because of college. Like, first of all, my baseball didn't even, like, make it onto my Common App or college essay or, like, any listing of curriculars. But like I did it for two seasons. I got my varsity letter. I showed up to practices. I went to games. Did I ever actually play in games? No, I was usually bench warming and I learned how to shit talk and I learned how to spit and chew sunflower seeds. Um, but you know, I, I practiced with right field. I threw with the guys. I did the warm up and none of the good players ever wanted to warm up with me and be my partner because I could not throw very far. So I would do like the, you know, you know, start like 20 feet away, 40 feet away. And then we would go across the field and you had to throw 80 feet and I could never throw 80 feet. So whoever was my partner had to like 
throw to me and then I would throw back and they would run forward to catch the ball and then run back and then throw to me. It was like a whole, it was a whole production. But like, I don't know why I did it. Like it wasn't because of college. It, um, it obviously wasn't for any sort of like social standing. You know, I, I, my school is very, very small. It was like 70 people per class. It was very small. It wasn't like this was going to be how I became popular. And it, it absolutely did not add to that. If anything, it was like, what the fuck is Nadia doing? And like, I was literally wearing like men's baseball uniforms um, that were too big for me because they only were ordered for the boys team. So like, I don't know what got into me. I think it was kind of this like impulsive, like I put in my heart this like mission that's usually something about like, what? They don't like girls? I'm going to join. And like, I'm no one else is going to do it. And like, I'm going to talk to all my friends about it and maybe they'll do it. No one does it. So I got to do it anyways. Like this searing commitment of mine. And you know what? Like I didn't hate it. I mean, I did it for a long time. I put so many hours into it, but I was exhausted. Like I put this over like an additional two to six hours of sleep. Um, I also like eventually had to cut back on ballet, which was like, you know, my main love, my passion because of my baseball hours. And my ballet teacher hated it because suddenly my right arm was growing and getting bigger and couldn't fit into the, you know, different leotards and outfits. And um, I was just starting to like be a little bit more what she called like clunky um, in terms of losing like the gracefulness of a ballet dancer because I was, you know, then going to school and spending hours a day, um, you know, doing baseball, you know, you know, warmups. But like, yeah, I did it. And I can't really explain why and like what kind of, or I'll just say no thoughtfulness. It didn't really come from any thoughtfulness, but it came from a place where I did get a lot of pushback and I was teased for it. And probably every adult in my life and my doctor who wanted me to cut back on, you know, commitments was like, why are you doing this? And there was no real answer to it. And, you know, I don't regret it. I think that the baseball team taught me a lot of valuable things. Like, I actually think one of the best things that it taught me was about having purely platonic relationship with guys. Because I think before baseball, which was like before age 15, 16, like I always felt like I was trying to not seduce, but like have some sort of sexual power over guys. I think from my dad, I really learned that like relationship with men was like sex is power, sexuality, body like is power and like attraction is power. And like relationship with men was about power, which is just so unhealthy. And I think on the baseball team, like something I will always be thankful uh, for with JD, the coach was like from day one, he I mean, he just treated me like one of the guys, but also acknowledged and treated me with the respect that I deserved as like a girl on the team. Like, you know, the other guys were not allowed to spank me. Um, they all spanked each other. They would like tap each other on the cups that they were to protect their dicks. And obviously they were not allowed to do that. Um, and I know they made dirty jokes, but if I was there, like, you know, he was a country boy. JD was a country boy. He had like, you know, more Southern manners. And so I will, I'll always be thankful for the fact that like he really created an environment where some of the guys, if they ever tried to be rude to me or anything like that, like he would cut down on them. Um, 
I also remember being really embarrassed one day at practice because I wore like one of those Uniqlo heat tech shirts that was like really tight, but it was also like pretty low. And he pulled me aside and he was like, yeah, you can't wear that in practice. Like, you know, I'm all for like not having a dress code because the school didn't have a dress code, but like this is practice, like wear something practical. And at first I was so embarrassed because I was like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't think I'm like trying to show my cleavage. But he was like, he was like, you just got to wear something where like you're here to practice. You're, you know, not here to flirt. You're not here to wear unpractical things. And like that doesn't even give you the support that you need like in your body. And he was right, you know, like it was a shirt that was more revealing. But like, I think I, I took it as like, you know, looking back on it, he's like, he said it in such a way where it didn't feel like it was shaming or anything. It was like, you need to wear like a sports bra and like you need to stay warm. Um, but I think that he just really set an environment where even though I was the only girl, like I felt really respected. And when I talked to the other guys, like we just had platonic relationships and I think that some of those relationships were the first platonic guy friends that I ever had. Like they weren't f friends who were guys who like if they had the opportunity to or like if I ever showed an openness to like would want to fuck or like would want to hook up. It was like guys who were there who just wanted to be friends and they wanted to talk about music. And some of them like we went to the Black Keys concert together and we just like, you know, sent each other songs and we like. I talked to them about their girl problems and they talked to me about my boy problems. And like, I feel like it really taught me platonic relationships. So, you know, I met a lot of people. It was like unexpected adventures. I learned a lot. I have so many stories, but like there was literally no like thoughtful reason why I decided to go on that adventure. And it wasn't just like a small impulsive adventure. It was like an in impulsive decision that I made that led to like a two-year commitment of so many hours put in um and so many hours like bench warming and like doing things that I would never otherwise do and like part of me thinks about it thinks about like why I kept doing it like you know in every other part of my life at the time I cared so much about like being captain and being like head bitch in charge being like the president of MUN the president of mock trial like I cared so deeply about leadership and all these things. And I think maybe it was like a re uh, release when I was in baseball where it was like, here's literally a few hours of my day where like I am the worst on the team. I don't belong here. There's no hope for me in leadership and I can just kind of like be and I can try my hardest. I can, I, I can be challenged in a new way. That's like literally not for any other external validation so, like, I kind of think of it in that way, right? But, like, I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about this I because, you know, the picture popped up and I just hadn't thought of it in a while. And, like, the more and more I reflect on it, it just is so absurd that, like, this is a part of my life story. And, you know, I think that there are other instances where I had, like, a similar, you know, impulsivity that led to, like, a really long meaningful but unexpected adventure I think probably the biggest one being when I ran for office which is like a whole other conversation and like I think that that was an example of like impulsivity and like kind of this like I'm on a mission I need to follow through that like I did burn out from and I don't think would be something I would do again if I had the chance I mean I don't think honestly like as much as I'm thankful for baseball like I 
if I had the wisdom that I did now and like wanted to not burn out, I wouldn't have done baseball because I was so overcommitted. And that was probably the first thing that could have gone for my schedule. Um, I also think like, I think that there, when I look back at examples, when I've done like these kind of impulsive and long adventures, like baseball or running for office, which are very different and we can go into that. But like, I think that there, while there are a lot of beauty to it, there are a lot of things that were hard because I didn't always keep up the same motivation to be involved, but because I had such an ego around not quitting and giving it my all, I was kind of stuck doing it and like too far gone. And I think that there were moments where I was doing something that maybe like I wasn't genuinely passionate about or like I didn't give enough thought to what it deserved. And I would kind of find myself like sitting there wondering like, who am I? Like, am I dissociating? Am I exhausted? Yes, yes, yes. You know? Um, and I, I think that, you know, I feel like what one thing that I've learned as I've like matured is like the difference between impulsivity and like following a gut instinct. Like I have impulsive thoughts. I have impulsive urges now, but I have like the patience and the wisdom and just like the brain mindfulness capacity to take a step back and be like, do I have the capacity for this? Is this like an impulsive thought from like a place of fear and scarcity? Or is this like a gut instinct? Like I've thought this through and I want to keep thinking about it before I engage. Um, and there are instances where I'm, you know, kind of dangerously impulsive. After all, like impulsivity is a part of borderline personality disorder. But I think now, like, my impulsivity is, like, you know, booking flights and going shopping and spending money on something I didn't need or, you know, things like that, not like, oh, I'm going to run for office or, like, start a company. Like, those bigger decisions, I feel like I have learned to just give myself more space to be able to breathe and think through it. Um, Anyways, yeah, so that's what I've been reflecting on uh, in the few days before my birthday. Um, I'm nervous but excited for 25, but you know, we'll stay in touch and I'll see y'all next week. Um, so signing off here, this is my last episode as a 24-year-old. Um, I have a lot of exciting updates coming to you to you in um Tigris. So uh with that, I'll leave y'all to it. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Um and yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed my story of baseball and Please let me know what you want to hear about. I'm back every single Wednesday unless I'm having a little minty bee uh, with a new episode on Spotify or wherever you stream your podcasts. Bye, y'all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.